If you would turn with me to Isaiah 61. How's your mama, Andy? Don't know yet? Okay. Okay. Let's start with verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. What's good news to the poor? You don't have to stay poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. What's the acceptable year of the Lord? Jubilee. That's Jubilee. And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion. Now I want you to listen to this. To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. You see, all those who are poor and broken and held captive and imprisoned, he's going to give them instead of. Instead of ashes, he's going to give them beauty. Instead of heaviness, the spirit of heaviness, he's going to give them praise. There's an exchange taking place here. Amen? And then it says, and they, they who? Those ones who were poor, those ones who were broken, those ones who were captive, those ones who were imprisoned. They shall rebuild the old ruins. Now, he's going to give them exchange. Then it says, and they shall build the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the foreigners shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you, who is you? Them ones, them ones who were poor, broken, captive, imprisoned, You shall be named the priests of the Lord. Then they shall call you the servants of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, you will have double honor. Instead of confusion, they will rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land they shall possess double. Listen everlasting joy shall be theirs for I the Lord love justice I hate robbery for burnt offering I will direct their work in truth I will make an everlasting covenant with them their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring among the people 
All who see them shall acknowledge them that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. Let's stop right there for right now. What I want to say to you today is just not really a really long thing, but it's just a very profound word that we need to hear. And that is this, the key to restoring, to seeing cities restored. The key to taking the city is in how much value you place in the poor. How much value you place in the broken. How much value you place in those who are in bondage and in captivity. Because they are the ones who will become the ones who are rich in the things of the Lord, and they are the ones who will repair the cities. They're the ones. Do you hear me? They're the ones. The the key to restored cities, the key to restored nations, in is how is in how we value those who are poor, those who are broken, those imprisoned, those bound. Amen. Do you see that? Can you see that? They're the ones who become rich in the things of the Lord and they take the lead in taking a city. It's right here in the word. They will be the ones. They will rebuild the old ruins. They will raise up the former desolations. They will repair ruined cities. They're the ones. Do you see that? They become those. They're the ones who be, who receive double honor. They're the ones who possess land double. Their descendants will be known in the nations. Amen. This is very powerful word. I'm not, um, I'm all for so many of the things that we're doing to see cities restored. I'm all for that. I have no problem with that. But we've got to look at the poor. We've got to look at the broken. We've got to look at those who are captive and those who are imprisoned. We have to. We have to. John 4, turn over there just a minute if you would. John chapter 4. You know, there's something we need to see in this. Jesus came... This, this word is prophetic about Jesus. Remember when he, after he was baptized in the Jordan River, then he went and was tempted by the enemy for 40 days, came out of that place absolutely in the power of the Holy Ghost, went to the temple and opened the book right here where it was written of him, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he said, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. How many of you know Jesus is our jubilee? Jesus came to set captives free. He came to break open prison doors to release captive and those who were bound. He came bringing good news to the poor and healing for the broken. Jesus is the fulfillment of Isaiah 61 in the fact that he is all of that. He is our jubilee. Amen. Now look at John chapter 4. While y'all were turning, I was talking. Chapter, verse 9. Let's start with verse 9. 
Then the woman of Samaria, now we know what happened. Jesus came to Samaria, sat down at the well, and there was a woman here. He asked her to give him drink. The woman said, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask me, a a Samaritan woman, for drink? Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The story goes on. He says, whoever drinks of this water will never thirst again. I mean, will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into eternal life. The woman says, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. He said, go call your husband and come. The woman said, I have no husband. He said, you've said well, for you've had five husbands and the man who you're now with is not your husband. She said, I perceive you're a prophet. (laughs) How many of you know we have an immoral woman here? But how many of you know that here he came spoke to this woman. She was the perfect qualifier, wasn't she? She was the perfect qualifier. Here she is. In our eyes, as being an immoral woman, she was the least qualified. But to Jesus, she was the perfect qualifier. Amen? She went on... Let's look at some more down in here. Let me just slip over here to... uh... She went back, and in verse 39 it says, Many of the Samaritans of the city believed in him because of the woman who testified, He told me all I ever did. So then the Samaritans came to him, and they urge him to stay there. He stays there two more days. And many more believe now because of... His own word. They said to the woman, now we believe not because of what you said. I mean, we believe because of what you said. We know who you are. We knew you. We already knew these things about you. We know that you've come in here testifying of this man. But now we for ourselves have heard him and we know he is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Amen. Listen, this woman was the least qualified And do you know, she ends up going back and winning just about her whole city. (coughs) Hello? She, She makes such a mark on her own city. And here she was, in in people's view, the least qualified. But to Jesus, she was the most qualified. Do you see the heart of the Lord here? The least qualified are usually the most grateful people. Not always. Usually, they're the most grateful people unless they carry that spirit of entitlement. You know what that spirit of entitlement is? Yeah, it's pride, but it's thankless. There's no gratitude there. And and when you have the heart of a person who's not grateful, 
You have a home for the spirit of entitlement to begin to dwell in. And it will keep that spirit of poverty perpetuated. It's a home for the spirit of poverty to live and thrive forever on that you owe me. You owe me. The world owes me. The government owes me. The church owes me. This one owes me. My mama owes me. My daddy owes me. People owe me. God owes me. You get people in the church and then they take on that one. God owes me to do this, that, and the other. Are y'all hearing me? Usually, though, usually, unless we need to deal with that one called that spirit of entitlement, unless we need to deal with that, usually the least qualified people are the most grateful to the Lord. Amen. And joy springs forth from a grateful heart. Um, The last two Wednesday nights that I taught... I talked about hope. It would do you good to listen to those words. It was a very, very powerful word for us to hear as a people who belong to the Lord. But the next area that I was about to address is on joy. And the thing that the Lord talked to me about with joy, I said, okay, Lord, hope comes from the promise of the Lord. Hope comes from his word. That brings hope to our hearts. Where does joy come from? And he said, joy springs forth from a grateful heart. People who have no joy check their Thanksgiving lifestyle. Check, check their, check their thankfulness. You hear me? Check it. He said, be grateful in everything. Not be grateful for everything, but be grateful even in the midst of everything. We should always have a grateful heart. And when we don't have a grateful heart, there's no place for joy to be able to spring forth. But look at these people back in Isaiah 61. He said in verse 7, at the end of verse 7, everlasting joy, eternal joy will be theirs. Why? Because they were the least qualified people, and they are so grateful. Amen. And joy belonged to them. Joy, everlasting joy shall be theirs. Now, I want to read this to you, these last few verses to you from the Amplified. Um. I'm going to start with verse 4. I just want you to hear this from the Amplified. You don't have to pull it up. Just everybody listen to me. They shall rebuild the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations and renew ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Aliens shall stand ready and feed your flocks and foreigners shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you shall be called the priests of the Lord. People will speak of you as the ministers of our God. You shall eat the wealth of the nations and the glory once that of your captors shall be yours. Instead of your former shame, you shall have twofold recompense. Instead of dishonor and reproach, your people shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double what they had forfeited. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong with violence 
or burnt offering, and I will faithfully give them their recompense in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant or league with them. And their offspring shall be known among the nations and their descendants among the people. All who see them in their prosperity will recognize and acknowledge they are the people whom the Lord has blessed. And listen at this. Now this is, this is the ones who were broken, who were poor, who were captive, who were imprisoned. This is their statement. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul will exult in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Listen at this. For as surely as the earth brings forth its shoots and a garden causes what is sown in it to spring forth, so surely... The Lord God will cause righteous, rightness and justice and praise to spring forth before all the nations through the self-fulfilling power of his word. I believe with all my heart that how we handle these kids that come in here that Miss Lily's brought, I believe that how we steward them will determine how we handle the harvest. I believe that with all my heart. How we steward them will determine how the Lord sends us harvest. Amen. I believe that how we value the poor, the broken, the captive, the tormented, I believe that how we handle them, how we value them, will determine such a powerful role in us being able to take cities and nations for the kingdom. Amen. Because they're the forefront. They're the leaders in doing it. Now I want to say this to you. Some of you have been those who were the poor, who were the broken, who were the captive, who were bound. Some of you were some of those. And he has exchanged your ashes for beauty. He has exchanged your mourning for gladness that, for, for, um, that heaviness that was over you. He's given you the garment of praise. And you are called the priests of the Lord. Amen. Some of you are that already. And you should be leading in the forefront of taking the city for the kingdom of heaven. Amen. You should be leading the way in rebuilding the cities and the desolate places. Amen. Amen. But you know what? Some of you, some of you may be the broken. Some of you may be the poor. Some of you may be the one who is bound. Some of you may be the one who's imprisoned. Some of you may be that one. I'm going to go ahead and tell you who the imprisoned ones are. If you'll look at Matthew, you'll find out who the imprisoned ones are. In Matthew, I think it's, yeah, 18. You'll find out who the imprisoned ones are. Talks about, I'm not going to stop and read the story. But you can read it when you go home. 
where the servant owed his master much money. When the master asked of him, he released him of his debt. But then that servant went out and someone else who owed him much money, he held him captive for it, was going to take his wife and children for the payment. And the master, who is the father in this story, the master took him and cast him into prison. When the the master casts you into prison, see, if you're in bondage, excuse me, if you've been taken captive by the enemy, we have authority over the enemy. We can get you out just like that if you want out. But when you have been imprisoned by the Lord because of unforgiveness, I can't just get you out of that, but Jesus came to set you free. Hello? Jesus came to set you free. He is our jubilee. He did come to set captives free. But we're held captive by our own unforgiveness in our heart. Now I'm going to go back and say what I said. There are some who struggle and, and are experiencing, they are, they are still experiencing the poor, being the poor. There are those who are broken, who are broken hearted. There are those who are in bondage, and there are those who have been held captive because of unforgiveness in your hearts and lives. And I want to say this to you. If that's you, stand quickly. There's no, sh- there's, God's saying, I came to bring release for every person. If there's been any struggle in any of that, thank you, Lord, for obedience. If there's no, you don't go free if you don't just respond, you know? We've got to respond. We've got to respond. If you've struggled in any of those areas, is there anyone in here brokenhearted over anything? Anybody is struggling with pot, with poor, stand to your feet. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You qualify. You qualify. You qualify for Jesus, our jubilee to come. You qualify. He is anointed to set captives free. He is anointed to to open prison doors to those who have been in prison. He is anointed to heal those who are broken. And he has the gospel that you don't have to be poor anymore to those who are poor. I want you to, those of you who were those, I want you to lay hands on these who right now are responding. Come on, come on. Thank you, Lord. They're responding. Grab them quickly. Grab them quickly and pray over them right now. Jesus said, I am anointed to bring freedom over their lives. I am anointed to bring healing. I am anointed to open prison doors. In fact, hello, I'm anointed. I am your jubilee. I'm the one who who sets all captivity free. I'm the one. I'm the one who releases debt. I'm just going to go ahead and add to that. How many of you are in debt and need freedom of debt? You stand up too. Come on. You stand up too. Don't be afraid. Don't be embarrassed. Come on. Come on. I want debt cancellation. Do you? Then don't be afraid. We go ahead and we receive Jesus. You are our jubilee. And we receive debt cancellation. We're not even having to wait for 2015 for the natural year to get here. You came and fulfilled jubilee. 
Amen. You are Jubilee. Amen. Right here and now. Father, I just pray over every one of this people that the poor would hear the good news, that the broken would be healed this morning. Any areas of lives that need healing, every areas that are broken, every area that's broken, that's hurting, that needs healing. Father, that there would be release right now, that there'd be healing right now. Every area where there's bondage, there'd be freedom right now. In Jesus' name, freedom. In Jesus' name, freedom. Amen. And where there's been a place in your heart where you have found it hard to to give forgiveness, Jesus is here today to say, I will open that door, but you must forgive. Because it's forgiveness, unforgiveness that got you there. You forgive and I'll open that door and you will be set free. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. 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 Amen. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Come on. We are a grateful people. We are a grateful people. If you are not a grateful people, then you need to start getting grateful. You need to start thanking Him in the midst of trouble. You thank Him anyway. He's still God. I don't care how it turns out. I don't care how it turns out with that baby this morning. He's still God. I do care, but He's still God. He is still God. He's still God. And we've got to get past this thing of stuff not turning out like we want it to or like we expected, and then we get offended with the Lord and we're not sure we trust Him anymore. He's still God. I don't care how it turns out. He's still God. He always will be. Come on. Let's learn to become a grateful people who will praise Him in the middle of a storm and see it all the way through. Amen. We won't quit and bail out. We won't accuse him of bailing out on us. Amen. Amen. But we're a thankful, thankful people. And guess what happens when you got gratitude? Joy springs forth from a grateful heart is what he said. This sounds like a verse. <laughs> it's not, but it's what he said to me. Joy springs forth from a grateful heart. Amen. Amen. How many of you want joy this morning? Joy belongs to us. Joy belongs to us. It does. Amen. Some of us need to go back and rejoice. Yeah? Some of you stood a long time and you're tired and you're weary. Or you've not experienced his presence like you once did and you've wondered why and you've kind of gotten like, oh, woe is me. Where are you, Lord? He's always there. He's just teaching you some stuff. He's teaching you to trust him anyway. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. I think it would do us good to do some some thanking right now. I think it would do us good. I can't thank him 
for what you're thankful for. But I can sure thank him for what I'm thankful for. Every day of our lives, I'll just say this, every day of my life, my first words to God are thank you. That's the first words out of my mouth to the Lord every day of this world is thank you. Usually the last before I get, before I go to sleep or while I'm waiting to go to sleep <laughs> is thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That you're always God. He's always God. He's always true to himself. He's always true to his nature. You don't ever have to worry about that. You don't ever have to worry about catching him on an off day, a bad day. He's just not in the mood today. You don't ever have to worry about that. He is forever faithful to himself, to his word. And his word stands sure and true forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. He alone is just and holy. There is no mixture in him. There's no shadow of his turning. There's no mixture. He is pure. He is holy. He is just. He is righteous. Amen. He's sovereign. He is all-powerful. And this all-powerful, majestic God who created the heavens and the earth has chosen to say, I love you. You're my child. You're my daughter. You are my son. And I love you. This God has chosen to be merciful and gracious toward us. Amen. And to love us no matter what we ever have done. His love never, ever has changed. Even when we ever did what we were doing that wasn't right and we knew it. He was still loving us the whole time. Amen. What an amazing God. What an amazing Father. What an amazing Savior who would lay down his life and die and take on everything that was cursing you and damning you to hell. Take it all on himself so that you wouldn't have to. Yeah. And then gave us his very own spirit to come and live inside of us. Man. Man. He gave us his word, his promise. Gave us his own spirit. Gave us his own nature. And did what was necessary so we could walk in it. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. And you know what? Every one of you have a home. Every one of you walked in here this morning. Every, even sin. Every one of you have had a meal. Maybe not this morning, but you've not missed one yesterday unless you were fasting. 
Amen. Amen. We have so much to be grateful for. He's healed. He's delivered. He's set free. He's made such powerful provision for us. And he does all this countless, countless times. He's seen to us when we didn't know how to see to ourselves. Yeah. He's looked out for us. He's kept us from things that could have destroyed our lives and delivered us through stuff that was destroying our lives. Let's tell him thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We are a grateful people, God. 10,000 reasons plus to thank you for who you are. Just for who you are. You are deserving of our thanks. You deserve our thanks. And we want to always be a grateful people. You, we were the poor. We were the broken. We were the one in bondage. We were the one who was in captivity from the stuff in our own hearts. We were all those people. We were that one in debt who needed jubilee. We were. And you have come and you've brought healing and deliverance and good news for every one of us. You've come and you've brought freedom. And you have exchanged all our junk for your glory and goodness. And we are forever thankful to you. We are forever thankful to you. Therefore, our hearts soar with joy and gladness. <laughs> Our hearts are full and overflowing with everlasting joy. Thank you, Lord. Because of this, we look at the poor and the broken and we say, that was once me. But you know what? The anointed one has come. He has already come. And I have good news I can share with them. Oh, Jesus, we give you praise. We give you praise. It is our desire to see your cities restored, to see every city restored. It is our desire to see the kingdom of heaven established over every city and every nation, that every tongue and people will rise up and say, Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Amen. Thank you, Lord.